So uh, I'm not going to speak from the Parsha this week. Uh, I was challenged kind of during the week to, uh, okay, thank you, to speak about worship. And uh, I took the challenge. <laughs> and um, so we'd like, I'd like to talk about worship tonight. You might say that worship is a big part of our services, but I would challenge you on that. Actually, I think that worship is about all of our service. There is nothing from the announcements to the shofar blast to the liturgy, the singing, the dancing, instruments, the message, it all fits into my understanding of worship. Now the question is, do I worship all the time? And the answer is obviously no, I get distracted. And then it's not worship, then it's, then it's whatever it is. But when I focus on the Lord, for me, that's worship. And so, let's look at what is worship. Worship is how we honor God through respect, through reverence, through devotion, through thanksgiving, and our testimony. Worship is our action that expresses how much we treasure, how much we love God. Worship says that God is great and we are less less than him, without a doubt. And I believe God's desire for us to worship actually takes it a step further than that. But I will tell you that as I worked on this message, it really helped me to understand why sometimes I'm not worshiping. So in Exodus 20, verse 3, it says, and of course, that's where the Ten Commandments are, you shall have no other gods before me. That's the kind of focus we need. And then in verse 5, talking about the idols, it says, do not bow down to them. Do not let anyone make you serve them, for I, Adonai, your God, am a jealous God. Well, so let's, let's look at idols for a second. Uh, you might have the idol of worrying. <laughs> you know, things are difficult in your life. And so you can't worship. You can't lift God up because you're worrying about something. And it's, it's a reasonable thing to worry. I get it. When things don't seem to be good, we worry. It affects us. But God is a jealous God, and he is saying, focus on him. Don't allow the worry to overcome our relationship of worship. In 1 Samuel 7.3, it says, Then Samuel spoke to the whole house of Israel, saying, If you are returning to Adonai with all your heart, then remove the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you. 
direct your hearts to Adonai and serve him only. And we see Yeshua when he was uh, tempted by Hasatan in the desert uh, spoke about this concept of worshiping God only. But when you think about it, do you realize how focused that is to worship God only? That means that there are no interruptions. Because when you are worshiping, it is that, that love that is coming out of you. And, and so, the, you know, I mean, the, probably the best example is when we, uh, I, I'm sad to say, is when, before we get married, <laughs> and there is such anticipation for seeing the person you believe that you love and that you're going to probably spend the, everything is focused on that person. A bomb could go off in the room and you'd be focused because you're putting your best foot forward. You are trying to cement this relationship. You are trying to, you know, and, and you are laser focused. Well, I think God deserves that. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to think about because it's, I, th I found it very convicting. So uh, when we talk about ro uh, um, worship, we talk about, I think, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service, or other translations say your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what the will of God is, and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So why we worship we worship because of the mercies of God. If we go back to verse 1, it's the mercies of God that bring us into worship. It allows us, because without the mercies of God, we wouldn't have the chutzpah, you know, the nerve to, to go to God because he's the creator of everything. So we wouldn't have that nerve, but we understand in Scripture that he has brought about mercy so that we can come to him. And so we, we are able to come to him and we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. So that means that every part of our being, whether it is um, our mind, our heart, our soul, our our, our thoughts, our, our attitudes, our action, we give it all to him. And how do we accomplish this worship? Well, it says in verse 2, don't allow the world in. <laughs> don't be like the world. Renew your mind causing transformation, but you can't renew your mind if your mind is cluttered with the worries of the world. So worship is 
look, it doesn't mean we don't have those things, but we somehow take the power of God's spirit and we say, I'm going to remove this stuff so I can worship. You know, I was thinking this evening as we were, as I was getting ready to give this message, I was thinking of the worship that Frank was leading and I was saying, how many times am I distracted in one song? How many times does my mind go somewhere else? And sometimes it's not a bad place, it, but, but is, it, is it worship then? Am I, am, is worship just singing? Is, is worship? No. Singing is a vehicle to worship, but it isn't worship. We call it worship. Oh, let's do praise and worship. And everybody knows we're talking about music. But worship is so much more. And it's not really music. Because you can worship God in many other ways. So, somehow, we have to train our minds to worship God. It does not come naturally. It does not come naturally. The heart of worship is to be fully God-centered. John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I believe that's referring to your attitude and then your actions. It's reasonable for you to judge your attitude and actions. So, think about it. What are you thinking about during the shofar blast? What are you thinking about during liturgy? What are you thinking about during prayer? During, during the music? Even during this message? Am I interrupting your thoughts? You know, I'm sorry. And people who don't worship need to check their attitudes and their actions, the spirit and the truth. Is there something going on that is keeping you from putting God as number one do, during each part of the service? Look, you and I, many of you, have been around the block a few years. We can speak believer ease. We know what everybody is expecting to hear, and we speak it. The question is, do we do it? So obviously, worship is so, oh yeah, let's go, let's get into worship. Are we really worshiping? <coughs> it's, it's an interesting question. It, it really started disturbing me as I was writing this. Um, you know, are we worshiping when we're dancing? Are we worshiping when we're playing instruments? And you know, art can be a form of worship as well. I've seen people draw beautiful pictures during worship, or I see, I, during music that was worshiping. You see, we actually, our verbiage, the words we use and how we use them, actually keep us from the depths of what God wants us to know because we use words incorrectly. 
So as an example, you know, well, you know, after this message, uh, Frank's going to get up and lead worship again. Frank can't lead worship. Each one of us has to decide to worship. And Frank will lead the music to help us get there. But, but he's not going to help us worship. That has to be a decision that we make on our own. That God is that important. It says in Psalm 95, 6, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before Adonai, our maker. Very focused. Psalm 99, 5, Exalt Adonai, our God, and worship at his footstool. He, holy is he. See, worshiping by bowing down, worshiping at the footstool is, is a reminder that we are to be humble before God and focused on every phase of God and not allow this other stuff to interfere with our worship and our love and our admiration for the Lord. Jeremiah 26, 2 and 3 is interesting. Thus says Adonai, stand in the court of Adonai's house, and speak to all the cities of Judah that come to worship in Adonai's house all the words that I command you to speak to them. <coughs> do not omit a word. Perhaps, do not omit a word? Look at this. That come to worship in Adonai's house all the words that I command you to speak to them, do not omit a word. There, there, <coughs> excuse me. There is something very strong here about God telling us about the focus of worship. And then it says, perhaps they'll listen and turn every man from his evil way. Because God is seen when we don't worship. That's evil. So I may relent of the calamity which I'm planning to do to them because of their evil of their deeds. So what are our reasons to worship? Well, in my opinion, worship, like any other spiritual um, activity brings growth to us. If we really worship, if we really understand that we are to focus and worship, it's going to bring great growth to us spiritually. Worship requires us to surrender. Surrender our thoughts to begin with. Surrender those things that we're upset about. Surrender our opinion. If we don't surrender our opinions and our judgments, it will be very hard to have a worship experience. Unless the people who are leading us into the worship experience do exactly what we want. Thank you.
And I don't think that's going to happen. Not, not too often, at any rate. Worship requires us to focus on God. Worship involves personal sacrifice. How often have you come to the synagogue here and say, you know, I'm not feeling it today. Just not feeling it. <laughs> you know? Um, I'd, I'd rather be home under the covers. And it's easy to worship when things are great. You, when you're feeling, oh, I can't wait to come in and worship. Oh, how exciting. But remember King David when he lost his son? In 2 Samuel 12.20 it says, Then David got up from the floor, washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. Then he went to the house of Adonai and worshipped. So before his son passed away, he was in prayer. Afterwards, he was able to worship God. That is focused. When your son has passed away and you go and worship God. I can't even imagine. <coughs> Worship is also celebration. It's celebrating who God is and what he's done. And when we just had a victory, worship is giving him all the glory. But if we haven't had that victory, he still deserves to be worshipped. So we have to humble ourselves. That's part of the reason we worship, to learn how to be truly humble. Worship can lift your spirits. It will bless you. When we make God bigger, our situations, our, our, our difficulties become smaller. And that's why I love Psalm 34, verse 4. It says, magnify, make God larger. Ma magnify Adonai with me and let us exalt his name together. Let us focus on who God is together and exalt him because we want him to be in our hearts and our minds and our spirits so large that the distractions don't even have an ability to come. Worship help, helps fulfill your calling from God. So, in 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. Why? So that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is worship. To proclaim the praises of the one. That's worship. And we've been called, we've been chosen for this very thing. Don't you feel bad when you come in here now and don't praise him and worship him? 
I mean, I did before I even start, gave this message because I knew what I was going to say. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I think I have to start first before anybody else in the room starts. To really focus and worship. I mean, just picture, picture being in, close your eyes for a second. If that was your world, that you see now. And all of a sudden, you start seeing light. And all of a sudden, you can see and you open your eyes and, and there's, there are things all over the place. You are gonna be so thankful to God. Can you imagine one of the blind man who Yeshua healed, blind all his life, and all of a sudden, he sees. I can't even, again, imagine how amazing that would be. So, it's part of being chosen, it's part of being royal. And it's part of being God's possession that we proclaim and worship him, the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. There are many types of worship, but it's, it's not the type that's important. It's your heart. It's your heart. So the shofar blast, the prayer, the liturgy, the singing, the dance, the flags, the instruments, the message, all fit into the understanding of worship. It is not worship when you are focused on how good you are feeling or circumstances that are terrible that you're going through. It's worship when you're focused on God. And then you feel great. Matthew 15, 7 through 9. Hypocrites! <laughs> Rightly did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Worship isn't better when the worship leader plays the right song or when they play it well. Worship is when your heart is focused on the Lord. Now, as I was thinking about this, I, I mean, honestly, there are a number of changes that I'm going to have to make in my life to do what I just said. Because I... Very, very, very rarely am I an example of what I just said. Because I'm distracted. I'm distracted by, in a sense, the music. If it's really pretty, then I'm enjoying the prettiness of it. 
If it's not pretty, then I'm, enjoy, I'm not enjoying it because I'm hearing the notes. So, if, if somebody's singing out of tune, I'm not going to enjoy that. Because every single thing... Oh, and by the way, I'm also looking at everybody in the congregation. Seeing if they're worshiping. Because I want to know, well, I might feel like the Spirit's really here. What does everybody else feel like? Do you realize that everything I do is a distraction? Oh, no! I'm going to have to retool my life of worship because it is wrong that I allow stuff to come in and steal my relationship. It's, it's sort of like talking to somebody and turning your back on them. You wouldn't do that. And I realize that so often I'm doing that to God. And I'm using me as the example because I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Worship is based on our right understanding of God's nature and his worth. That's why true worship is treasuring God above all this other stuff. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16. Through Yeshua, then, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips giving thanks to his name. Do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So we see that it is through Yeshua, and we are to continually offer up the sacrifice. It says here of praise, but really praise and worship in, in this context is synonymous. The fruit of our lips... Giving thanks to his name. I, I'm picturing, okay, do the, does the fruit of my lips, when I speak, give thanks to his name? And God, knowing how difficult that is, he says, look, I'm pretty pleased by that kind of sacrifice. Because it's a sacrifice. Because this is not your normal. So, this is a giving of sacrifice. Do you realize that sacrifice and worship in the Hebrew Scriptures is very similar? If you go back to Genesis 22.5, Abraham said to the young men, by the way, he was about to go up the mountain and, and take care of his son, sacrifice his son, he said, sit yourselves down here with the donkey. As for me and the young man, we'll go over there, worship, and return to you. Well, the worship was going to be sacrificing his son. But there, there is a connection to sacrifice and worship. 
Worship is a response to knowing God and having a strong relationship with Him. True worship is the acknowledgement of God and all His power and glory in everything we do. Wow. Do I ever, am I ever a true worshiper? I don't know. When we do that, there is a deep, restful, joyful satisfaction in God, which overflows in acts of praise from the lips and acts of love in serving others. Be reminded that it is through Yeshua we worship. One more look at Hebrews 13, 15. Through Yeshua, then let us continually, continually, continually offer up to God a sacrifice, a sacrifice of worship, a sacrifice of worship. I would imagine Abraham, knife in hand, was not very distracted by anything until the angel of the Lord stopped him, but, but he was focused. Yeah, true. So, for those who have never asked Yeshua into your heart, or if you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, this is that time. From your heart, because God is always looking at our hearts. He's always looking at our hearts. And an act of worship comes from our heart. And part of worship is knowing that we are to do things through Yeshua. So, if this is you, you've not asked Yeshua, or you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, just say, I want to receive Yeshua as my Messiah in order to worship God. I'm sorry for my sins. I receive Yeshua into my heart. He's atoned for my sins, and I dedicate my life to him. And when you say that, and, and God looks at your heart, and he says, yes, they really mean it. Then he welcomes you in, and your life changes forever. And I pray that for anybody who's not done that, do that tonight and your life will change forever. I also would mention is if it has happened, we have this phenomenal Bible. It's called a New Believer's Bible and we want you to have it if you have accepted the Lord tonight or even rededicated your life. This is, it's a tremendous way to, to understand scripture. This, this Bible is is super for people right at the beginning. So we'd love to give it to you free. If you're here, you can ask me after service. If you're on Facebook, a um, quick email will do great. So please email us and, and let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord. Oh, it's so easy for me to say we worship you, Lord. 
And yet, it's, I'm admitting, Lord, it, it's not that easy. So, Father, I, I pray from my own point of view that I, I want to start worshiping you in the true sense of the word. And that it would be a sacrifice that I would be willing to give you. So, Lord, help me to worship. Help me to worship in these last two songs, not because of the music alone, but just because it's like a, a vehicle to, to just tell you how I feel. And that I'm focused on you and you alone. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Yeshua, pour out your spirit. Anybody who's new to Yeshua, Lord, I pray for them that they would just be excited about their new desire to live for you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We praise you. And we're going to try to worship you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Mm -hmm.